Hello, friends. I'm Chris Chavez, and welcome back to the Sidious Mag podcast. This is my show where I chat with some of the biggest names on the track, on the roads, within the coaching ranks, and across the running industry. Our guests sit down and open up in depth to share their experiences, brilliant insights, and vivid snapshots from their professional and personal accomplishments within the sport. Today's episode is presented by The Running Event and Pacer Running's first annual For Every Run Film Festival. We've partnered with them to help them highlight and feature the best films, photos, podcasts, and articles from across the running world. We'll be heading to Austin at the end of November to help them pick the winners. So if you're a content creator, head over to foreveveryrunfilmfestival.com to enter work that you might be proud of. In addition to the best films, we're highlighting photo of the year, podcast of the year, long form and short form written content. It's free to enter, and some of the highlighted finalists will be pushed to a creative database, which is shared with marketers, brands, agencies, and others within the running industry. Although the deadline has passed, I still highly encourage you guys to enter. Head on over to foreveveryrunfilmfestival.com today. My guests for this episode are John and Betsy Hughes of Track Shack, because we finally have an answer on where and when the U.S. Olympic Marathon Trials will be held as USATF and the USOPC announced that we are headed to Orlando on February 3rd, 2024. The trials are the event where the top three men's and women's finishers who meet the qualifying standards for the Olympics will secure their spots for the summer games in Paris. The race will be held in the streets of downtown Orlando, so I decided to give a call to John and Betsy to find out why Orlando, and also to hear about some of the early plans since Track Shack will be staging the event with the help of the City of Orlando Mayor, the Orange County Mayor, and the Greater Orlando Sports Commission. So without further ado, here are John and Betsy Hughes. All right, and now I'm joined by John and Betsy Hughes of Track Shack. On the heels of a very exciting announcement, USATF and the USOPC announced that Orlando is hosting the 2024 U.S. Olympic Marathon Trials on February 3rd, 2024, 450-something days away, but who is counting? So, John and Betsy, first off, congratulations. How excited was uh, yesterday when they made the announcement public? It was pretty awesome. Yeah, we had our whole team with us, and... um... We're just, we worked so hard for this. It's, we're very, very excited to show our city off to the rest of the world. The first thing is, I think that a lot of people are wondering is why Orlando? So what do you think you guys sold USATF and USOP and the USOPC on? Well, you know, I think there's something a lot of people don't realize. We were actually in a sense uh, in the running, we had started our bid process um, back for the 2020 trials. Um, Betsy and I, had been in uh, Houston for 12 for two, for the 2012 trials. Um, I was there for 2016 with our team in LA and we actually timed the trials and we're, we're like, wow, we'd love to do this. We'd love to get this to Orlando. So this is not, this is like an eight year process. Some people think, Oh, they just decided to do this. So we actually went through the process in 2020. We, we didn't go to the, all the way through um, to the final bid process. But we, it gave us the experience to understand what was necessary, make sure that we could, you know, fulfill everything uh, that was necessary to create a really great Olympic trials experience for everybody, for the most importantly, for the athletes, but for the fans, for the sponsors, for the governing bodies, we wanted to do it right. 
And so, so yes, this has been a long process and it was a, it was, you know, quite a process doing, going through the entire bid process this year. But so we're excited. We've wanted to do this for a long time because we know Orlando can really produce what is, uh, is needed both by the course, by the staging area, um, by the support from our running community, but also our entire community um, to really put forth a world-class event. And you know, Chris, we grew up here. John and I started running as teenagers here in Orlando. This is our hometown. We know it running backwards and forwards, and it will be an amazing experience for everyone. Having run tons and tons of miles in Orlando, I'm guessing flat and a little humid is what a lot of people are expecting. Well, they'll get the flat. Um, yeah, people were talking, asking us about it, and because we were talking to some of you know current and former Olympians, and uh, Keith Brantley being one of them, was, um, he was talking about how one of the courses um, that was run in Carolina the year that he qualified, it, it really beat their legs up. The hills were so rough, and I was saying we we couldn't scare up a hill in Central Florida if we wanted to in Orlando. So it's no problem there. And of course, as you know, we like to do the loop courses now, or more than likely be four you know, six point something mile loops. Um, and, but it will be fast. It'll be a fast flat course, which I know everybody's looking forward to. And the perfect thing, when you mentioned humidity, January, February are our two coolest months by far. And being it's going to be February 3rd, um, it should, the weather should be great. Our humidity is lower. It's the, it's January. Those two months are the driest time of the year, um, as well as the coldest. So we're looking forward to that. How did we land on the February 3rd date? Was that a USOPC and USATF sort of window that they had given ahead of time? Yes. Well, they we didn't know the date. Yeah, they they, they right? definitely dictate the date. Um, we knew it was about that time frame. And, and I have no doubt there's, uh, you know, somebody with three letters called NBC that probably factors into that as well. <laughs> well, we talked about it yesterday with the Super Bowl. Yeah. You so know, it, so I think there's a lot of different be. reasons that that, that that date was picked. But I tell you, for Florida, that couldn't be a better date. Yeah, we actually have beautiful weather here. People don't realize it. When it's cold, it is really cold because it is more of a wet cold. But boy, when it's nice out, it's gorgeous. And that's a right of the year. My family has a house in Orlando, so I, I visit Hi. pretty often. And so so I enjoy, you know, the occasional escape in a December or January yeah being based in New York, like all good New Yorkers do, we find our way to Florida uh, eventually. <laughs> the one before we get into a little bit more specifics about the actual bid and some of the early plans, I want you guys to share a little bit of background with the people who might be listening or watching this about Track Shack and the, ex the vast experience that you guys have hosting uh, events. So what's the background on on that? Well, we started, back yeah, <laughs> we started producing events uh, back in 1978. Um, so we've been producing events going on 45 years now. And um, I think a lot of people in the running world, in the running industry know that in um, January of 1994, well, it was two years prior to that, actually, we brought the concept of uh, running a marathon to, to Disney. And in 94, that came to fruition. So for, uh, it'll be 30 years. Um, that we have produced the Disney Marathon as well as now a number of events with Disney. But before that, we uh, started producing quite a number of events locally 
um, and still do. We still have about 17 events um, beyond the Disney events that we produce everything from 5Ks to half marathons here in Central Florida. So quite a bit of uh, experience there, but need to start by saying that all started with Track Shack itself, which was the retail store that started in 1977. The, the events became an offshoot of that, which then eventually became their, their own company. The Sidious Mag Podcast is also supported by Garmin. If you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen me showing off my Forerunner 955 Solar. It's my favorite piece of running tech because it's jam-packed with so many features that make it more than just a running watch. Garmin has successfully done that across its entire Forerunner line because when you're not running, it's gathering everything from your body battery, your sleep record, HRV, stress measurements, and so much more for free. You don't need to have a separate subscription and you don't need to wear a secondary device now. Personally, I've been putting a major emphasis on recovery. So to understand how your body is recovering and to get ready for that next training session, Garmin has improved its sleep monitoring feature. After waking up, you'll receive a sleep score as well as a breakdown of your sleep stages and they'll also provide some additional insights for improved sleep quality. There's nothing better than seeing that you scored a 90 on sleep. Get the most of your training and take things to the next level with Garmin's 4Runner series. I've been wearing it for a couple months now and I'm still discovering new features and apps along the way. Visit Garmin.com for more information on the 4Runner 955 and a 4Runner 255. It's the series that Runner's World says is, quote, more accurate than ever. Visit Garmin.com today. Let's dispel the rumor right away. Disney World, not part of the course. I think that's the running joke that we've seen on online, on Twitter. Well, and <laughs> oh, this is Orlando, and, and this is downtown Orlando, which is historic. It's, it's yeah, beautiful. beautiful. Um, and, and as much as we love our theme park partners, this is a city of Orlando, Orange County, Florida. <laughs> but this is something that um, it's right here in our backyard. Our store is right just north of downtown Orlando. And um, as John was saying, we opened in 1977. So we're one of the oldest running retailers in the U.S. And we've been producing events almost the whole time. We have an incredible uh, staff, not just at our store, but a whole nother staff with our event company. And they are so excited to do this event. Yeah. So excited. We're going to showcase our iconic park, park rather, Lake Eola, the centerpiece of Orlando. And that's, that's where the start, finish, and staging will be. And it's going to be great. But, but you're right, Chris. You made me laugh again because I was, I was in New York. I didn't, I didn't see you, but I know you were there too and working with the media. Um, and I was with some of my, uh, you know, some of my peers and, race directors in the running business and also uh, some from the media. And one of them did say to me, he, as we were walking uh, after we did a walkthrough one day, he said, so I just didn't understand why, why does Disney want the, the trials? And, and it is somebody that's, you know, somewhat of a seasoned veteran I've known for, and I, I'm like, it's not, no, it's not going to be at Disney. He goes, Oh, I just assumed it. I'm like, mm, no, no, it's it's we are really downtown Orlando, the real Orlando. We want to show people. And the mayor, by the way, our mayor, Buddy Dyer, and our county mayor, Terry Demings, they want to, people to see that there is a really incredible city of Orlando that is, you know, real. Again, we do, that's the point. We love, you know, all the theme parks here. You know, we certainly love Disney. Um, and that's great. 
but this is this is the city of Orlando. What else can you share about the course right now? And maybe when do you, is there a timeline you guys have in mind for revealing just sort of what the, what it's going to look like? I I guess you just mentioned the start finish area uh, and that it might be looped. But is there anything else that early on without giving away all the secrets that you can share? Honestly, Chris, if I had the course right now, I'd be happy to share it with you. We we showed USA Track and Field um, a couple of different options. And one thing we did learn going through the bid process for 2020 is that um, they have a lot of input on that. And we also have a technical director that we're going to be working with um, who is fantastic. And so we are going to follow their lead because the ultimate goal is making a course that's best for the athlete. So we don't, don't have it. We have some ideas. Um, but right now, I don't have a confirmed course by any means. But if anybody knows Orlando at all, the actual downtown where our iconic Lake Eola and the fountain is, that is definitely that vicinity. Yeah. And, you know, we have a couple big races that we do, our turkey trot and our um, Orlando OUC half marathon, similar, similar roadways. So if anyone knows Orlando, it's going to be in that vicinity. Mm-hmm. So you, you guys were part of the bidding for 2020, and I'm, obviously you've seen and probably read how much Atlanta spent on it. Why did they decided not to, you know, get back into it? So what's different, I guess, about this bid? Because track track is just one part of it to kind of try and avoid the problems that came with Atlanta hosting, where it was like the costs were just super high. They ended up paying, they, you know, they were in the red for a little bit. So what, what are you guys going to do to make this one work? Going through the process for 2020 or most of the process, again, was an eye opener. And, and again, we've been in the business so long, you know, we know Rich Kanaw, great guy with it, with Atlanta, no Wade Moorhead with, with Houston, Murphy with LA. We actually, we, we worked with and timed the LA marathon. And I mentioned we timed the trial. So we know all these people personally and professionally. So I got some great input from all of them. And you're right. Um, what the, what I think has been the problem, and I, I think that there's going to be and will continue to be improvements um, from the national governing body side to to make the trials more appealing, shall we just say. But what we realize is you have to go into this with your eyes wide open. And I think the problem has been that a lot of people went into it thinking that uh, perhaps this could actually really help produce revenue um, in different ways and so forth. Um, and we did not go into this thinking that. Um, and that's where I go back to the great support that we're getting from the city in particular and the county and other groups to bring this sports to this in the sports commission, particularly to bring us to fruition. Sports commission here is, I would put it against any uh, sports commission in, in the country, the Greater Orlando Sports. It's called Go Sports. They are our partners. We will be forming the LOC with them. And that's when I mentioned earlier about how it's going to be a win-win for everybody, including the overall community. Um, everybody is dedicated to this. And nobody is looking to, if you will, make money. We want to showcase our beautiful city. That's why it is called the City Beautiful. And, you know, and we want to encourage, we're going to bring youth out. We want to encourage the youth, get them inspired, you know, and get them into a healthy lifestyle. There's so many, I could talk forever about all the things we well, want to do. <laughs> it's easy for us to talk about this because this is what we do for a living. We produce road races with, we think, the best team in the, in the sport. 
And, you know, we have our ops team, our marketing team, our timers. I mean, we've had our own uh, computerized scoring system that's unlike no other since 83 when we first started working with computers in the races. Behind us are some pictures of our foundation, our Track Shack Youth Foundation. And for us, when we produce all these local events, we're, we're, we're benefiting our local youth. So that's why that's so important to us. But this is, this is what we do. We have the store, we have the events, and now we're going to have the Olympic trials here in Orlando. And we're so excited. One of my favorite parts of being at the 2020 Olympic trials in Atlanta was the crowds and just how deep they were. It helped probably that there were 700 people participating in the race and each one of them brought out, you know, five to 10 family members out there. But, you know, the course was just lined with fans and it was loud. And, you know, even trying to get to the front of that crowd was tough when it's three or four people deep. Obviously, maybe they they tightened up the standards so that fewer people might end up qualifying and it's not going to be 700. When you close your eyes and envision that day with the crowds and the participants, what does that look like to you guys? Well, for one thing, Betsy and I were two of those people at Atlanta because, of course, as I say, we went and we were benchmarking Atlanta as well. Um, and it was thrilling. I thought, and by the, I want to say right now, I thought that Rich Kana and his team did an excellent job uh, with the 2020 trials. And, and I kudos to them because you mentioned earlier about the money and all. You know, that was a decision that they made, Atlanta Track Club, you know what, we're going to go ahead, let them on, let bring in everybody and we're going to take care of them. And, and I, I, my hats off to them because that was a huge financial commitment. And, you know, I thought that was, was really great, but we, we, we thought, and I've talked about that. In fact, at our press conference yesterday, um, Jason, who's with the Greater Orlando Sports Commission, he's our, he's our partner there, was saying, you know, we anticipate at least a hundred thousand. We know that they anticipated that, or they, they spectators. felt they, I mean, spectators, hundred thousand spectators because they, um, you know, estimated around 200,000 in Atlanta. That's the nice thing about Orlando is we're, we're not, it's not, that's nothing foreign to us. Um, we have some huge events right down in the same venue that we've talked about. I get crowds of a hundred thousand plus 4th of July and some others, and even our own corporate run that gets, you know, has 18,000 just participants, not counting all the coworkers and all and friends and family that come out. So the venue can hold it. Um, and I see the, you know, again, the way the course, I believe the course will be headed is that we'll have spectators all the way around. Um, and, and again, around Lake Eola is, it's just going to be, it'll be great. It's, it's really conducive to crowds. Yeah. So, I, we can we, even so, see across. so we can close our eyes and just tell you it's going to be amazing. <laughs> I saw the photo of Meb and Jenny in front of the Orlando 2024 sign and you know they had given their endorsement what do you remember about sort of and and how involved were they sort of in like the you guys showing them what the plans are and to get a thumbs up from meb that's big well and again i think this goes back to our if you will our history and and just how long we've been in the sport and in the in the industry um many of these people are friends my goodness um, I mentioned Keith Brownlee earlier, but Keith and Betsy went to college together, University of Florida. I, I, I got Keith his first pair of track shoes when he was in high school, and then he ends up being our top of marathon Olympian in 96 in Atlanta. Jenny, we supported, Betsy mentioned the foundation. Our foundation supported her middle school, which was the springboard for Jenny Simpson 
to get into running, become obviously world champion, obviously medalist at the Olympics, and and this is her hometown. And so there's so much history um, that that you know. So yes, we shared with them that we wanted them to help us and be an athlete advisory board again with the main focus that number one thing is making sure that we give these athletes the best experience possible. Meb also has become a friend because a lot of people may not know this, but Meb now lives in Tampa, Florida. Well, Tampa is just, yeah, just across from us. And so I've known Meb and his brother Howie for a long time. And we see each other all the time at conferences or major events. And I, and I mentioned to them that we might be, yeah, we were going to pursue this. They're like, let us know how we can help. So it was that kind of relationship. It's, it's always me at the end of the day, it's, it's about relationships. This show is presented by Velis Recovery Footwear. Velis is an active recovery footwear brand designed to help you restore, revive, and re-energize before and after you train. After two years in development, this team has created the world's most comfortable, supportive, and lightweight active recovery shoe in the world. We talk a lot about high performance and training on the Sidious Mag podcast, but I want to take a second and tell you about something equally important to performing your best, and that's recovery. This is something that I've learned over the years, and I can't stress it enough. Take the time to recover properly. One recovery trick is to make sure that you're putting on the right footwear after your run because your feet take a beating, whether you're training or you're racing. And a new brand that Kyle and I have discovered over the last couple of months is Velis Active Recovery Footwear. This brand was started by three athletic footwear industry veterans that really know what they're doing. They created what they call Tri-Motion Underfoot Technology that cushions, supports, and flexes in all of the right spots and is engineered to let your feet heal faster and better. Plus, these shoes are so lightweight. I've been wearing them for a while now and absolutely love them. I rock them to and from a track workout. Kyle puts them on after races. Velis Actory Recovery Footwear should be in your footwear mix and part of your plan to perform at your best. So check out Velis Footwear at velisfootwear.com. That's V-E-L-O-U-S footwear.com. Grab a pair today and get 20% off with discount code SIDIUSMAG20. Use capital C and capital M in that discount code, SIDIUSMAG20 at checkout. Now you can experience what recovery footwear should feel like. The Sidious Mag Podcast is also presented by Final Surge. No matter if you're an athlete or a coach, Final Surge helps plan and attain both short and long-term training success. Their free online training log is compatible with Garmin, Strava, Polar, Stride, Koros, and a slew of other apps and devices. If you're a coach, Final Surge makes planning and analyzing workouts super simple and helps streamline that communication between you and your athletes. Some of the top coaches in the world who have been guests on this show use it on a daily basis. If you're an athlete out there hammering out miles and tempo runs solo with no guidance or direction, Final Surge is also here to offer up some world-class training programs. Get yourself a training plan for that fall 10K or that half marathon or that full that's on your calendar. They've got plans from NAZ Elite. You can hit some classics with Greg McMillan or Boston Marathon champion Andy Burfoot who are on there as coaches. If you're a fan of the sport and are curious how the pros are training, Stephanie Bruce and the rest of the NAZ Elite squad share all of their training logs on Final Surge. This is your chance to look at Stephanie Bruce's preparation for her Grit Tour finale at the New York City Marathon. Give it all a look at finalsurge.com and use code Sidious for 10% off plans and coaching subscriptions. I can't recommend it enough. Finalsurge.com, code Sidious for 10% off. Back to the show we go. 
I guess one of the best parts of, about hearing how you guys are planning for this is that you have so many events between now and when the trials actually happen that there's all these people running, whether it's a 5K or a half marathon, just to bring that awareness because everyone talks about bridging the gap. How do we get that casual jogger who might be running the four-hour marathon to connect and have interest in what's happening in a two hour and eight minute marathon and such. And so for you guys to even just like, if it's as simple as putting a piece of paper in a bit in a packet pickup that just tells them that, you know, save the date, here's when, you know, the Olympic trials are coming to Orlando, that can make a big difference into reaching that 100,000 number of spectators. Well, we have that going right now. We, oh my gosh. We haven't had, we didn't have to try at this point yet, at least. Yeah, yeah. We will. Natalie Casey's worked with us for 35 years and she got on the um, press release and the social media right away. We even put something out to our own database and we have, I think, 500 people interested in volunteering in Uh less than four hours. That's what I was going to tell you, Chris. That really honestly warmed my heart. I, I, was meeting with our event team today, this morning, and I, I said, well, I've had about half a dozen people just reach out to me and said, hey, I want to help out. I want to buy. They go, uh, John, you know, we're closing in on 500 now. I'm like, what? That's, so, just, that's, that's just some you counted. Yeah. We can't actually keep up with all our texts and emails. Um, it's just been yeah. so awesome how the running community has reached out and, and congratulated well, not just us, but Go Sports. And oh, yeah. We're, you know, it's, it's going to be great. Go ahead. No, I just no, I just thinking about yesterday. As I said, we haven't even tried. We just put out again our partner with Greater Orlando Sports. Um, we wanted to have a little press conference yesterday down at the band show where where we plan to do the staging. And um, you know, our three three of our you know main TV stations, you know affiliates, um, showed up on uh, morning of midterm elections, came out and. And on the cusp of our second hurricane. And our in a month. Of our second hurricane, right? So we no, don't they, get those in February, by the way. The support there, yeah. <laughs> no hurricanes in February. Promise. But yeah, the support's been incredible. So, yeah, we we haven't even started our marketing push, so I I think it's going to work out really well. Yeah. yeah. So after this, like, is it you know you get off this call and there's already meetings planned for for the 2024 trials, or when has now your calendar just gotten super busy? We anticipated if, if we won the bid, so we're, we're ready. Yep. Yeah, we're already having preliminary meetings, and uh, the next thing we plan to do is have a meeting between ourselves against our sports commission and the USATF so that we you know, fine-tune who's responsible for what moving forward and making sure we have the right people in place. All right, John and Betsy, I appreciate you guys taking the time out of your busy schedules. And after, you know, you're still getting through all the text messages and emails and you managed to respond to me. So thank you so much. And congratulations once again on winning the bid for the 2024 U.S. Olympic Marathon Trials. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. That does it for another episode of the City of Smack podcast. Thanks for listening and supporting. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. Leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you want to contribute and support the show, you can also back us on Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash Mag or send over any tip or one-time donation over to City of Smack on Venmo. You guys are all the best. Thanks for listening. Legs are feeling good. I'm Chris Chavez. See you next time.